0: Well, good morning, glad you're here. Listen, I'm glad to talk to you. If you'll take your copy of God's Word, Matthew chapter 9, Matthew chapter 9, we're going to look at just a few verses, beginning verse 14 and going to verse 17, Matthew chapter 9, uh, 14 through 17, giving you just a moment to get out your copy of God's Word, whether it's in an electronic device, a, a leather-bound uh, uh, edition of something, or imitation leather, a hardback, however you got it, paperback. I don't know if there's too many paperback Bibles, the whole Bible anymore. I used to be some of those years ago. But anyway, whatever whatever copy, whatever form you have a copy of God's Word in, I hope that you get it out. And I hope that you will turn to Matthew chapter 9. As you are turning there, I just want to welcome you to our DK Ministries podcast. We record these on Anchor. That's the uh, platform we use to record them. And they have the whole library there. Spotify also has them. And we have a few people who listen to Spotify. And I know they have everything available well. There are many other places, and I'll use the word many in quotation marks. There's about a dozen or so that I know about, Uh, but I don't know anything about them. Uh, When we first started doing the podcast, Anchor would let us know that that certain people picked it up. I assume they still have it. I do know that you can uh, get it from your smartphone. We had a listener, a good friend of ours, and uh, he provided a step-by-step way to get it on your smartphone pretty easy. And uh, uh, we put that on on our website, our DK Ministries website. And, but I figure if you fooled your smartphone smartphone enough, you can probably uh, figure out how to do that. But anyway, DK Ministries, proclaiming the word podcast. I'm Danny Smith. I'm glad to be here with you. And um, I just want to dive into God's word this morning and look at a familiar story uh, about new wine and new wineskins and a reminder that we have to change our, get everything Jesus wants us to have, change our life. Matthew chapter 9 begins verse, verse 14. Then the disciples of Jesus came to him, saying, Why do we uh, Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, Can the friends of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away uh, from them, and then they will fast. No one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch pulls away uh, from the garment, and the tear is made worse. Nor do they put new wine into old wineskins, or else the wineskins break, and the wine is spilled, and the wineskins are ruined. But they put new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. Now listen, I have my entire Christian life heard people talk about this passage and try to explain this passage. And um, to be honest with you, many of them fail to really connect. Uh, I have tried to teach on this passage and preach on this passage. And to be honest with you, a number of times when I've tried to do that, I feel like I have failed to connect. And so I have tried. I have decided this morning to do something new, uh, um, <laughs> the kiss, you know, the kiss <coughs> program, or formally, you know, keep it simple, stupid. And so, just let me keep it simple with you this morning. Basically, what Jesus is telling us is that we cannot put the new life into the old body. We cannot put the new life, everything that He has for us and wants for us, into the old life. Um, it just doesn't work. There will be changes that you will make and there will be growth that will take place and the old life just can't handle that. <coughs> yes, sorry about the cough there, no cough button. Um, and that was unexpected anyway. Yes, there has to be a real change. Now, Paul said it this way, if any man in Christ behold, you know, all things become new. And uh, it is a reminder, this is Jesus say- saying it and Paul and others are built on top of it. And Many of us today, as we preach on it, uh, we failed to get it right, I think. And I'm not criticizing other people. I guess I, maybe just let me say this. I don't think I've always gotten it right. I don't think I've always connected. I think wine and wine skins things we are not that familiar with. Now, I know some of you are looking at me going, well, I'm pretty familiar with wine, but you aren't really that familiar with wine skins. You've gotten yours out of a bottle or somewhere else. Uh, you know, I don't know. They have these boxes, I think, have wine in too. You know, send me a card letter. Let me know where you got get your wine at. <laughs> Let's see how many respond to that. But anyway, the idea, the point that Jesus is making, and it is a great point, is it is the point we need to understand. The new life is not is not just placed in the old life. All things become new. We become new creations. And that is exactly what Jesus is moving toward now. He was questioned uh, first by the disciples, uh, the disciples come to him and, and he wanted to know you know, why the Pharisees fast and they still fast. They were continuing apparently in Jewish tradition, but noticed that Jesus was not exactly doing what uh, they had always been taught or done in the Jewish tradition. Uh, Jesus said that new wine has to be put into fresh or new wineskins. We often miss a truth found there. It is a truth that it's vital to understand what it means to be in Jesus. What is the truth? You have to get a hold of your life. And then you said, Brother Danny, you've always said that, but I'm saying it again. You have to get a hold of your life. Listen, you can't pretend. You can't um, fool. Uh, you can't play. You have to get a hold of your life. Okay? So there you go. This is this is the truth we got to come to. You do not get a taste of Jesus. You get all of Jesus. I mean, uh, you said, Brother Danny, you know what? I got saved, and I didn't understand everything. And, uh, boy, I just, you know, I didn't. It took me a while to really grow into this or grow into that. Well, of course it did, and of course it does. Yesterday, I had a neat experience. I talked to uh, a friend, a new friend of mine, and they got a new phone, and they were talking about learning to do this and learning to do that and how to do this other thing, and they changed companies. They, I mean, they got a, they got, a lot of us, they were the same company, whatever company it is, and, uh, we just, you know, we get the so we get the upgraded version, but they had gone from one company to another, completely different phone, completely, everything is different and they're having to learn. Now in that phone, and I thought about that as I was thinking about this today in that phone they have right now, it has the capability to do so much more than they understand, but they have to grow into it and they have to learn how to do it. I have used the same company, the same type of phone. I get an upgrade, uh, usually when they make me because my phone messes up and they can't fix it or won't fix it or whatever the case is, I'll be honest with you, um, I would, well, I guess not. I was going to say I might go back to a little big blue phone I had at one time. It was. I think they said it was analog, and they, they made it where it wouldn't work anymore. That was the best phone I ever had as far as being able to talk. It was incredible. But I probably would have had to change by now because much of what I do is on this quote-unquote smartphone. It's definitely smarter than me. And I've learned some stuff, but I, I don't near about engage in trying to teach people or show people things because so I haven't learned enough. Well, it's all there. I can do it. The more I learn. Uh, I've got children that, well, they know much more than I do. And sometimes they tell me how to do this or that. What's the point, Brother Daniel? Well, the point is my phone has everything it needs to do all the things it can do, but I have to learn how to do it. In the Christian life, as soon as we're saved, Christ puts everything into us that we need. But we have to grow into it. We have to learn how to do it, and and sometimes to do one thing you have to do four or five things to get there. It's a process. It's a journey, um, and so that new that new wine that uh, Jesus talks about in the new wine skin it has to grow and it has to has to become exactly what it should be. You do not get just a taste of Jesus. You get all of Jesus. Never remember that. N- never forget that. <laughs> uh, talking about one of our talking like one of our presidential candidates right now. <laughs> I know, that'd make some people unhappy. But anyway, yeah, you have to you have to get it, and you have to use it, and you have to grow in it. It's an all-or-nothing reality. Now, there are those who talk about getting a little bit of Jesus for this or that, but scripturally, that's just not factual. We get, we have to have all of Jesus. Now, there is something called, and I've heard people refer to it, a warm, fuzzy feeling. And people get that sometimes. You know, a song makes them feel good, or, or a preacher comes in, and he opens one of those feel-good passages, and there are lots of those that that could just make you feel good. But the truth is, I think sometimes what happens is to keep us from seeking everything God wants for us, Satan lets us have that good little warm, fuzzy feeling uh, so that we don't pursue it and we don't get deeper into it. The Christian life is not just a Sunday morning life. It's not just a, a uh, well, in our tradition, a Wednesday night life and Sunday night life. And, and it is it is all of life. Is everything we do. All things become new. And we begin to we begin to change. We begin to look forward to what God's doing in our life. Why is that important? Well, you need to know that you have all that you need. You just simply need to grow into some of it. You simply need to learn about some of it. Uh, there was an example uh, in the in the New Testament. Some people were saved. Uh, they they were doing various things, but they had not learned everything. For example, the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life and those kind of things. And we don't have time to teach all that today. We've already been here over nine minutes, so. Uh, I know that, you know, about 18, we need to shut down. So I will, I will tell you this. There's just things you need to learn, you need to grow into. That's why it's so important to start reading God's word, praying, uh, learning, listening, whatever you can do. And look, I think growth, I think growth, you know, g- growth comes through many avenues. I, I don't think it's just one way. I think you. I think like a river, you have many, uh, what is that, tributaries, tributaries, uh, tributaries, I think it is, uh, that feed into it. And so, you know, prayer, Bible reading, listening to sermons and, and, and listening to people talking, just having discussions and, you know, in today's world, gosh, podcasts, videos, all these other things that people have and an ability to grow, an ability to have. Now, I would say you want to make sure that the things you're taking in are from God, that they're, they're godly people who's, who who are teaching and who are leading. And yes, there are, there are phonies and fakes and there are there are some who don't realize they're phony and fake, probably, but they are phony and they're fake. They they are imitation. You want to get the real thing. Well, you say, why does it take a while? Why why, why, why can't we just do it instantly? Well, you have two feet if you're born and, and blessed. Two legs, but you can't walk right away. It takes you a long time to learn <clears throat> uh, how to put things together. But when you look at the totality of life, it's really not that long. You have two arms, two hands. You have verbal uh, verbal skills and abilities that you're naturally born with. It takes a while for you to be able to speak a language and talk uh, like I'm talking here today, or you'll be talking to people later, perhaps talking now, like, where's this idiot come from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that talent sometimes. Sometimes I'm really glad that one of the things we don't get is, you know, uh, ESP where we can hear people talk about us. I'm glad about that. But I always believe if they're talking bad about me, they're giving somebody else a break. And that's a, that's a good thing. Anyway, knowing Jesus and having Jesus is an all-we-need reality. But using that reality takes time. And thankfully, we have an eternity to both learn and benefit from all Jesus has given to us. Yes, I do believe, <clears throat> as the Bible makes clear, that when we leave this world, we go into his presence to be absent from the body, as Paul said, is to be present with the Lord. Now, I can't explain everything about that. I'm not even gonna try. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna try to uh, give you <clears throat> false theologian's thoughts. Listen, I'm gonna tell you that when I leave this world, whether it's by what we call the rapture, or whether I, I die, however it is, I know when I leave here, I go to be with him there. Now, wherever there is for him, at that moment, at that time, whether it's in that place called heaven or whether or not it's dealing with what's taking care of this world, we go, I go, all of us go to be with him. Um, knowing Jesus, having Jesus, as I said, is all you all you need reality. Using that reality takes time. And thankfully, we will we'll have a whole eternity to get it all down pat. <laughs> now, you know, when we get to heaven, uh, we'll know as we've also known, and I think things will go different, go better and be quicker. But in in life, there's a process, there's growth, and I pray that you are growing. Jesus made it clear to the disciples in this discussion about wine and wineskins, and I think a lot of people overlook the fact that Jesus was talking to the disciples. Listen to what the Bible says, and, and, and that's one of the problems we have here. We listen to what people say about things. Let's listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says, <clears throat> the, disciples came, the disciples of John came to him saying, why, why do we and the Pharisees fast often, <clears throat> but your disciples do not fast? And and I, like I said, you got these, and I don't know that I made it as clear as I should have, One don't want to come back. <clears throat> these disciples of John, these Jewish guys who have been following Jewish traditions, let me tell you something. If you are following a religious tradition, uh, more so than than actually following Christ, you need to lay down the tradition and get on the path with Christ. There are a lot of things that are in our traditions that don't matter, don't mean a hill of beans. What matters, what means everything is following Christ. But anyway, so the disciples of John come and and they're wanting to uh, get everything straight, get in their mind while while Jesus is doing something so different. And so he offers a completely different teaching. Now, these guys are familiar with wine and wineskins and I, like I said, you can tell, let me know how you get your wine ideas, uh, preacher man at gmail.com. All or case you just give me, Hey, brother Danny, this is way I get mine. Let me know. I get a kick out of that. And uh, you say, you're, if I do that, you're going to talk to me about drinking. i tell you what I'll do. Uh, I, I promise for the next week we won't talk about drinking. <laughs> uh, you say, brother Danny, you don't drink? Absolutely not. I think it destroys our witness and I'm not going to give you a big collection on that. That's not where I was going. Uh, Today's not the day for that. There may come a day when we come to passages in the Bible, but I'm just curious, and uh, you're big boys and girls, and, you know, just be honest with me. It's all or case, just curious. So anyway, they were familiar with the tea, with wine and wineskins. Now, the difference was, and apparently this is from what the passages said, and I haven't done a lot of research on this, apparently an old wineskin is eventually discarded in, in favor of the new wineskin. But the new life is never discarded; it just continues to grow and continue to get new. Uh, his mercies, I think it is the Bible says they made new every day and, and and grace is is this wonderful thing that that blossoms to our life. Oh, I said, we were going to read the passage, so here we go. Then the disciples of John came to him and said, Why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast so so these guys still hold on to Jewish tradition, watch the disciples of Jesus. Oh, there's a difference that they're, they're changing things. And Jesus said to them, Can the friends of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with him? No, absolutely not. That that is supposed to be one of those things you just know the answer to. Now, sadly, the way people look at weddings today, a lot of times they don't know the answer because we have so devalued marriage and everything else. And I'm not gonna give you a lecture about that today either. But they had not, and so they understood the question. Well, no, it's no, you don't do that. Okay. So Jesus said to them, Can the friends of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. Uh, no one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch pulls away from the garment, and the tear is made worse. Nor do they put new wine into old wineskins, or else the wineskin break, and the wine is spilled, and the wineskins are ruined. But they put new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. Well, Jesus does make a point there. There's going to come a time uh, through his death and then his ascension to heaven. It, quote, unquote, his physical presence is taken away from us. And there have been in our times when, when many Christians have gone through times where they have fasted for various reasons. Um, I'm not here today to teach about fasting either. I and mean, People have different thoughts on that. Uh, I will tell you there's a time for everything the Bible teaches at so when you come to the time in your life where you feel like you should fast, live by God, you should do that, and I'll just leave that there. But the main point was that he is with us and that he grows us and that he has have to have a new life to experience the new life, to fully experience everything has that, God, that everything God has for us. We have to have a new life. Well, there are a lot of things that we could say today, a lot of things we could point to. But let's just ask a question. Did all you get was a warm, fuzzy feeling one time? Or do you have a daily reminder of the presence of Christ in your life? If it's not the daily reminder of the presence of Christ in your life, I pray that you'll get the new wineskin and the new wine. And you'll start having the growing experience that God wants us to have. God bless you. Thank you for listening today. I pray that you'll continue to listen. I pray that you'll tell others about our podcast and And Invite them to be a part of it. Now today, this podcast will also be on My Story uh, through our Facebook page, so you can look it up there as well. Listen, we do that um, from time to time, a good bit. It helps broaden the audience some and gives people, but it's only there for 24 hours. And so as you tell people, send them to uh, Anchor or to Spotify or somewhere else. and look up uh, DK Ministries Proclaiming the Word Podcast, and they can listen. I hope you like what was said today. I hope it meant something to you. Uh, We try to give you a thought for the day every day. And so I thought for the day today is just simply this. We need to have the new life to enjoy the new wine of Christ's presence in our life. I hope you have it. If not, you can get it. He wants you to have it. God bless you. We love you. We're praying for you. Praying that God would, would lead you, guide you, and direct you. We'll see you the next time. God bless you. Well, good morning. It's November 3rd, uh, 2020. It is election day, and we are getting ready to do our I do diligence and go vote. I always have to laugh. And by the way, if you'll get your Bibles out, it's hard with me to Matthew chapter 13. You'll be where you need to be when you get to study the Bible. Oh, and welcome uh, to the Proclaiming the Word podcast by DK Ministries. Uh, I'm Danny Smith. I'm your Bible teacher and... Uh, I'm glad to be with you today. So why'd you say all that? We listen to you all the time. Well, we've got some new visitors, uh, new visitors, new listeners lately, and want them to know who they're listening to and hope to invite others, and in case they don't remember who we are, uh, they'll be able to uh, tell them. Boy, I'll tell you, last few days has been busy for us. My goodness, what a blessing. Uh, beginning Saturday night, we... Uh, well, we just hit, <laughs> we haven't kept quite kept the president's uh, load of work, but boy, we've been pretty busy. Saturday night, we were eating Baptist Church here uh, about four miles from our house, and I went to their trunk-or-treat. Boy, you could tell COVID, COVID, COVID has affected everything you do in the world. There were about, uh, we were there for their truck or treat last year, and there were probably about a, th- a third of the cars that participated, probably about a third of the children who were there. But, man, I appreciate so much those who came out and participated in that. That uh, church really does a good job there. Uh, they had a, uh, They provided a meal, uh, like a hot dog meal we didn't go in and eat this year. Uh, but, boy, we just uh, appreciate so much the cars. They're about eight or nine cars. Like I said, it was about a third of what they had the year before. And the children, and boy, you see the smiles on the children's faces, that makes it all worthwhile. And then the next day, of course, we had church at uh, South Macomb Baptist Church. Well, I'm telling you, you want to visit South Macomb Baptist Church sometime. Uh, we're their interim pastor, I've been there uh, 10 full months, working on 11. And those are some of the greatest people I've ever been around. They're wonderful folks. Uh, they've, they've, they've just been so good and gracious to Kathy and I. And uh, boy, they've, they've they've helped a lot. You know, We retired and we have missed Spring Creek Baptist Church, where we are for 28 years, and missed so many of those folks. But these people have helped us a lot, but just by loving on us and making us feel welcome. So anyway, I think I was going to talk to you about the election a little bit. Uh, as you're turning in your Bible, not so much about who to vote for and everything. I hope you have you figure that out by now. I can't figure out how these people can't figure out who they're going to vote for. But anyway, uh, I always have to laugh because people talking about, show you know, that want to show their driver's license or have their signature or, all this other stuff. Uh, we we were at Kitwood for 28 years. In fact, Chrissy just got home after voting. She uh, she still lives in, I say not home, I say our house where she works currently. Um, and, and she went in, and and as usual, usual people speak to her because they know her, have known her for almost 30 years, <laughs> yet she has to show her driver's license and sign the paper to vote. That was always so funny. Uh, we would go in, and there'd be a dozen or so people speak to us. Hey, brother, Danny. Hey, Miss Kathy. And then uh, we'd just get in line, and uh, we should drive license, and you got a sign here, and then they would, uh, and then they would look at the signature. Oh my goodness! So anyway, it always amazes me these people who who throw a fit about some things. But anyway, I hope you're voting today, and I'm gonna leave it there. Uh, listen, one of the privileges uh, of, of of being an American, we get a say so in in our in the process the uh, the running of our nation by the people we vote. I hope that you, you take it seriously, and I hope you look out. You look at who you're voting for. Now, we voted Mississippi this year. We're here. We're going to go a little while. Uh, we voted in a, uh, an election about a month ago, a runoff, so it was pretty simple. But give us an idea of what's going on. Guess what? I had to show my driver's license, my voter registration card, and uh, I had to sign my, my name just as I did Louisiana. And no one knew me, so no one said, hey, Brother Danny. So anyway, I hope wherever you go, you'll be patient today, and you'll vote. Vote, vote. Okay. Matthew chapter 13, 54 through 58. That's all filler. If you're going to get God's word out and turn it to where we are, you, you've done it already. If you're not, then you're just saying, let's go with this. Come on. Uh, when he had come to his own country, the he here, of course, is Jesus. He taught them in their synagogues, so they were astonished and said, where did this man get, his, get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is this not the carpenter's son? Is is not his mother called Mary, and his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? And his sisters, are they not all with us? Where did this man get all these things? So they were offended at him. Oh, I guess being offended isn't a new thing. I guess, <laughs> I guess people have always gotten offended. You say, why is that so funny, Brother Danny? Well, in our world today, people get offended at so many things. Uh, I have had to laugh, people get mad at this one's going vote for that one, that was go vote for this one, all this kind of stuff. Listen. Uh, you know, some things are people's business and not your business, so mind your business and let them mind their business, and, and you won't be so offended. Anyway, they were offended at him, uh, but Jesus said to them, A prophet is not with honor, uh, without honor except in his own country and in his own house. Now, he did not do many works there uh, because of their unbelief. Ministering at home is what Jesus is talking about, and I'm telling you, I got a first hand touch of that when I finally surrendered the ministry after a long, 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 long battle, with it, it was easier for me to come to Christ as a lost sinner than it was to accept God's call of my life as a redeemed child of God. Man, that was an 18-month battle that I think I made everybody around me visible. So anyway, I answered the, I answered the call of the ministry, and, and uh, nothing happened for a while. But I was the reason nothing was happening. I always pray, Lord, I will go anywhere, we'll do anything, we'll serve you. Send us to wherever it is you want to send us, but don't let us stay here. I uh, prayed that every day. I, I was sincere about it. I'll be honest with you. I went and I loved our home church, Greenville Springs Baptist Church. We we were baptized there. I met Christ uh there. Uh uh my baby girl was baptized there, so we loved the church. What the issue of that? Just I just thought it'd be hard to well, I just thought it'd be hard and really hard to uh to serve on staff, any kind of position there at, at your home church. And they knew you, especially these folks, they knew me and I was lost as a goose in a snowstorm. <laughs> so I thought, well, let me go somewhere where I can still, I, can, I don't have to deal with that every day. But after a few months and nothing happening, I finally thought, you know, maybe I need to do redo my prayer. Actually, it was a little conviction, I guess. Let's give God glory and credit. And so I changed my prayer. And that was like on a Monday. And instead of saying, Lord, we'll go anywhere, do anything except Greenville Springs, I started praying, Lord, we'll go anywhere, do anything, and even Greenville Springs, if that's your will. And uh, I thought, actually, I thought it was a pretty safe prayer, to be honest with you. Uh, To my knowledge, the church wasn't looking for anybody. We had a pastor, uh, we had a minister of music. And I hadn't thought about anything else, and so I, what they would be looking for, and I didn't want a pastor there, and I knew that there wasn't in danger of that, and they certainly weren't going to ask me to lead music, so I really realized, while I was convicted that I needed to change my prayer, and while I really decided that, okay, I, I, I will go where I need to, wherever God wants me to go, it was a pretty safe prayer. They weren't going to call me to be in Greenville Springs because they weren't looking for anybody. Uh, so that's like Monday, and I change my prayers, so I pray Monday and Tuesday, God shows your will, Wednesday, so I get home Wednesday night from church, prayer meeting. Uh, yes, 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 we went to prayer meeting, you should go to prayer meeting too, we have it at six o'clock Wednesday night, South Bacombe Baptist Church, love to see you. Small group there, uh, we're a smaller church anyway, and uh, like I said, we're trying to rebuild and become what God wants us to be in the kingdom, and what God wants us to be in Macomb, Mississippi, and what God wants us to be in the state of Mississippi, but, this pandemic has made it hard, that's for sure. But anyway, we have a small group, meets at Six, and we have a very closely knit in kind of a personal interaction Bible study. hope that you'll be here for that if you don't have a place to go. But anyway, so I get home from Bible study, phone rings. It's a friend of mine that I have known for a long, long time. In fact, uh, there was a time when he lived across the street. His, he and his dear family lived across the street from my mom and dad. He's gone on the glory now. And uh, he said, Danny, this is, and he told me, he said, this is Lambert. And I said, yes, sir. And he said, listen, uh, we're having a meeting here, and um, we've been talking about calling an associate pastor. I had no clue. I said, okay. You know, I'm thinking, well, what do you want me? And he said, what do you want me for? And he said, and we have decided that you're the man. <laughs> and, and I had, I had, I, you know, uh, sometimes in our own minds we're great spiritual giants, I guess. I have not, but... <laughs> I had the word no, just about out. And I heard God say, you changed your prayer. Oh, man. <laughs> I said, well, Everett, I don't want to tell you, except that um, God had me change my prayer Monday, and I've been praying anywhere. And, and well, okay, let's talk about it. And so, I don't know, a week later, two weeks later, a month later, whatever it was, I wound up becoming the associate pastor of Greenwood Springs Baptist, Baptist Church, where I served gladly and proudly, and look back fondly upon those eight years. Um, we saw many people come to Christ. Our church grew. One year we had 90 people join the church. That's uh, you know, 90 plus, actually, but anyway. And uh, at church, at church really, we began to see some great things happening. I was so glad to be a part of that and, and to see things happen like they did. So, anyway, uh, I served there for eight years. And I gotta tell you, those first six months were tough because they knew me and they knew me well. And I always thought about that passage of Scripture while it's on completely different planes. I understand what Jesus meant. I uh, accept that kind of read a, a preacher who grew up in the church <laughs> has a tough time in his own church and in his own house. And anyway, uh, I understand a little bit what he meant. Most people who've served in the old church probably know a little bit. Always think about these coaches who go back to the alma to coach. I always wonder uh, what it's like for them when they first get there. But anyway, If you notice there, Jesus said, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country. And then the Bible says this. Now, he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. That's really what I will focus on, that phrase, uh, what Jesus did do. But it wasn't because Jesus couldn't do it, but because they didn't believe that it would be done. Uh, Every time the door of the house of God is opened uh, for people to come in, there are are many who say they have faith. And yet in that community, uh, people often do not see the great works of God, contrary to, to popular belief, the problem is not due to the sin of the people, it is due to the unbelief of God's people. That's right. Now, yesterday, oh, oh I didn't tell you, I didn't tell you about our weekend. You need to know this to kind of because some things are gonna say. So Saturday we begin with the Trunk of treat at Union Baptist Church. I think I told you a little bit about that, but I can't go back and check, and I don't want to start over, so let me do this. Uh we were there Saturday, it was a third of the people there that night, both in cars and children. Uh, the Uh Last year, we did the first time last year as DK Ministries. And we don't go and put a sign. We just go in and, and want to minister. Just to be honest with you. We're not looking to get recognition for it from people. Or, oh, that's DK. We're looking just to minister some children. Sometimes that's what it's about. And see those kids uh, put that candy in those bags and those smiling faces. And by the way, neither place we went had skeletons and witches and whatever they they just had you know uh football players and policemen and uh, they didn't have one little boy he had the cutest dragon outfit and uh, it looked real <laughs> it looked like when he walked he was flying that dragon and some other things we just had a great time there and just see those smiling faces and so uh we came home uh saturday night Which sure sunday had a great day south of combats being those people i tell you i i know i, I know most of you don't don't um don't care about this because you don't come to South Macomb, but man, they shocked it. They shocked the daylights out of me uh, Sunday morning by having a pastor appreciation. Now I'm their interim pastor, and the pandemic has made everything difficult. And yet they they took time to show some appreciation uh, for me. And boy, I, I, it just blew me away. It still blows me away, and I'm so thankful for that. Love my South Macomb Baptist Church family. We had a great day of worship, a great day there, and um, not as many as we like to be there, but uh, we're looking to grow. But had a couple of new faces, and we're thankful for that. So anyway. Uh, We come home Sunday afternoon, and and, uh, we're getting ready to go Sunday night to Spring Creek Baptist Church for their harvest festival, for their trunk-or-treat, whatever you want to call it. And it was just trunk-or-treat. Used to, they do a harvest festival with with COVID, because of COVID. As I said, I hate that phrase. Uh, They were doing a trunk-or-treat. That's all they were doing. And so we said yes, and we attached to some friends of ours. AJ, our good friend, was uh, was there, and we were kind of attaching to her family, her group, and her car, and uh, I talk about AJ from time to time. She's one of our, our own board listeners. And so um, I, love, I love her and her family. So anyway, we, we got to talk with them, got to visit with some of the folks. We were oh, fortunate enough to be pastor for a long time. Just had a great day. And a little girl, let me tell you this, this bless my heart, a little girl who would hardly speak to us when, when we were her pastor. She was just shy, just didn't say much. She hugged our neck, and I'm telling you, boy, I, I just, I, I just, oh gosh, that was just awesome and wonderful. So we were so glad uh, to see her. So anyway, well, before we went to Spring Creek to participate, we got a phone call, an opportunity to work disaster relief. Uh, so we said, well, we said, yeah, we'll go. So yesterday morning, we got up about two, two thirty, uh, to be on the road by three thirty, to be in Kentwood for four thirty, to drive to Golden Meadow. <laughs> And so that was quite an experience, just doing all that. So we got drive to go to Meadow, and we were fixing hamburgers and fries for a thousand. Not fries, excuse me, hamburgers and hot dogs for a thousand. And so we began that. Oh my gosh, they are some great workers. And pray for those people in that area. My gosh, power lines, power posts still down. They're all dead. No electricity till down everywhere. In fact, I heard one lady tell another lady. In line, the, the lady helping us was a member of the church. A lady come through, I, I don't know if she's a member of the church, it seemed like everybody knew about it in that little community. And she said, uh, the, the, So the lady from, our, from the church that we were doing it at said, uh, Well, we got power back. She said, Oh, no, we, we, there's not even a power pole in our subdivision. And I like she used the word subdivision. Standing. We have no clue when we'll get it. Uh, to get out of the church yesterday we had to drive over power lines with a down pole that had three transformers on it. You say, you don't drive across power lines. Those were dead. You couldn't drive the roads without driving power lines. I'm telling you they're everywhere. Uh, we saw two trailers, two camping trailers. Nice. Big, comfortable camping trailers. The kind of when you they pass you on the road, you go, Oh, I'd love to have one of those. Or gosh, I wonder how much that costs. Things like that. Turned over, flipped, and ruined. I'm telling you, you ain't buying those and fixing them. <laughs> they were ruined. They were smashed, bent up. Man, oh, man. So they just got damaged everywhere. So pray for them. Well, we went and with Louisiana Baptist Convention yesterday and worked. And I'm telling you, the, those disaster relief people, they bless my heart. They work hard. Uh, they don't get, you know, they, they're not for money. There's no financial remuneration in it. But they just for the joy of serving the Lord and helping people. And so yesterday, uh, we, we cooked, uh, our friend Margaret who, who, who called us and we love her to death. And, uh, she called and wanted enough, we would go with them. And she said we fixed 1200. I knew it was at least a thousand, but anyway, so we fixed hamburgers and hot dogs got right that time, uh, for, for a thousand people and over. And I'm telling time I got home last night, this little boy did had have to be rocked to sleep, but what a day. Great workers appreciate those. Listen, uh, I'm gonna give a shout out to Gibby McMillan, uh, who is over disaster relief for of State of Louisiana. He does that. He's got some great people working with him. Great people work with him. Margaret's one of those. She I don't know how many things she's gone to. Oh gosh, good job for Gibby, and uh, and then also Stan Statham, the associational missionary in the area that we were in. Great job for he got out. And then this man, talking about commitment. He got out of the hospital. He had to go to the hospital. He got out of the hospital, and. Uh, People would and picked him up and he came work with us all day yesterday. Now we try uh, to take care of him, not let him pick up too much. But I thought, my gosh, but it's just a calling for that. And they were helping people and people who had not had a warm meal. Uh, I don't know how warm it was the time they got it home, but at least they knew we cared. And uh, so anyway, I appreciate those people so much. Working in the name of Jesus, that's because we believe people can be helped. That's because lives can be can be touched. But it is our unbelief that often keeps us from doing anything. Our unbelief keeps us from being undetected by the world. I'm telling you, because we don't step out, step forward, speak up, do all the things we should do, people don't even know we're there. It is unbelief uh, that leads leads us to be natural people instead of the powerful people of God. We live ordinary lives. We, we live lives that don't amount to anything or do anything or oh. accomplish anything. It is unbelief that keeps us behind enemy lines instead of uh, stepping on the enemy's throat. Now, Now, oh. I know you don't like that. I know you don't like that phraseology of that image of stepping on his throat, but that is what happened when a foe was defeated in that world, and it needs to happen. We just need to, we just need to excite him down, knock him back, and step on his throat and say, not today, Satan, and not tomorrow either, and not the next day. You ain't coming in here, and you don't have a place to stand, and just keep every day adding to it so he doesn't have a place to stand. We give him too much room. We give him too much credit, and while we say we don't mean to, while we say we don't want to, we give him too much glory. He doesn't deserve any of those things, so let's stop giving do do okay uh, let's be so we're not, uh, it is our unbelief keep, it keeps us from being undetected by the world it keeps us being natural people instead of powerful people it puts us behind enemy lines instead of stepping on the enemy's throat it eases us back into sin instead of marching out to defeat the enemy over the years I've worked with a number of people c- encouraged prayed for prayed with counseled whatever words you could use halt with people who have had some type of problem, often it's an, uh, some type of a, a, a abuse problem. Now you can fill in the blank there because all kind of things there. Some of them get better, get well, go on and give God glory. And, and, and some of them that I didn't work with per se, but I know of, uh, have gone on and, and surrendered ministry and doing great things in, in the kingdom of God. and thankful for that. But there are many of those who don't stay on the right track. They go through this group and that group and, and go through this counselor and they don't still stay there. Because instead of marching forward boldly, defeating the enemy, to ease back into their sin, I hope that's not your problem. I hope that's not your reality. It is unbelief that leads us to be lifeless instead of loving. I was talking to a pastor that I met yesterday. Great guy, good guy. I just loved listening to him. And he told me about uh, he is now a pastor in a in a church, but he retired and. Uh, was, it was you know, kind of supply preaching. He's not doing interim, like, he didn't do any interims like I'm doing now. Um, but he was doing supply preaching. He he told me about a particular church. I asked him about it. Uh, I know the church. I didn't know the pastor left. I was just curious, and uh, pastor's gone now, and I asked him how they were doing. He says, man, it's just lifeless. He says, it's very hard. He said, they just, and I thought, golly, that guy was there so long. Uh, as far as I knew, did such a good job, and yet, the church seems lifeless. And I realize the reason is people didn't pick up and go on. Listen, you don't depend on the preacher. You got to depend on God. You don't wait for the preacher. You wait for God's direction. I hope that you are not in a lifeless church. But if you are, it is not God's fault. It's your fault because you're not doing what you need to do. So get up and go on. Do what God needs you to do. It is unbelief that leaves us in a mess instead of a, for, a forward marching formation. Uh, my friend, let me tell you something. Let's get out of the mess and let's let's begin to march forward. It is our unbelief that leaves every person for themselves instead of all of us working together for God. Listen, it is unbelief that makes things that way. It is unbelief that leads us to forget who we are instead of reminding the world who Jesus is. Well, listen, I know that I've talked more than 20 minutes today, I've given you more information. Uh, then you need to go back, read that passage of scripture, think about unbelief. Hey, listen, maybe you're that guy that, like me, and you're spending some time in your home church. Maybe you're not becoming their associate pastor. By the way, I don't even know if that title exists much anymore. Uh, back in those days, you heard it a lot. Now you hear worship pastor, youth pastor, all these other titles and phrases. But back in that day, they everybody became, if you weren't the senior pastor, you became either minister of music, they didn't use the term worship pastor, never heard of that back then. And you became minister music or you were an associate pastor. Once in a while, uh, you would find guy, uh, someone called to minister in education, but mostly uh, it would be uh, associate pastor. That meant you could do a lot of things. Basically, my job description, by the way, uh, I, <laughs> the line with the sin is what did my job description but the sinister that described it basically meant uh as associate pastor you do everything the pastor doesn't want to do. <laughs> that's for years that's what I wound up doing <laughs> oh mercy listen I hope you're enjoying life I know it's a pandemic I hope you've enjoyed life these last three or four days for Kathy and I have been great days they have we've got to see a many a child smile we love we love that we love that and you know uh, I've listened to some folks who've had to stop children's moments or children's church in their churches or whatever it's called. And I had one tell me the other day, they just miss that so much. And I hope that gets to come back soon. We loved children's moments. In fact, at our church at Spring Creek, we had a lady do the nicest thing for us. The last day we were there, she took a picture of Kathy and I surrounded by the children on the platform. And there was a great number of kids that day. Many we'd known before they were born. And she, she took that picture. She had it put on a, a, a I don't, you, you know, one of these things that you wrap around. It's not really a blanket, I don't think. I, I maybe you call it that a throw, whatever. And she it's full length. And oh my gosh, well, I, every time I got it here in the back room so I could look at it and be reminded of that day and those children, love them so much. Sometimes that's all it's about, just trying to minister to the children. That's what it was for two of the days, is the, the last week, and then, the, and then yesterday, Disaster relief. He said, "Brother Dan, what did you do?" Hey, I moved these big old things. We put hamburgers and hot dogs in. I'm gonna tell you, time I got, time I got through. I, I, I had, I, yeah, I had muscles and sore. I didn't know I had. Uh, <laughs> wow, but we had a great time. Kathy uh, undid plates all day. The little cardboard plates. Trying to get them undone. didn't want to do, and uh, we stayed busy. We didn't go to the cars. We didn't do that. We let other people do that. I told somebody yesterday, they asked me about it. And I said that, you know, they could tell I'd worked some other disaster relief things. And I said, well, and they asked me about it. I said, look, I'm here as an Indian. I don't want to be a chief. I just want to be an Indian. I just want to I'll serve where it did not matter. I just love being here, listening to the voices of people who are helping and watching the smiles on the faces of those who are helped. I hope you found a place to serve. We got some rest. We're going out to vote. I hope you vote today. Uh, I hope you vote. I hope you vote for someone you you think will do the best job for the station. I'm not gonna tell you my vote. Uh, this isn't a political program. You say, "Well, God, the time." You see, no, no, no. I take lessons from politics in today, and I uh, I do try to teach truth, but I'm trying to teach truth related to the Bible. But today is a day where we vote as citizens of this wonderful country, and I am proud to be an American. I'm thankful for that. I was in a generation. I was in the Vietnam generation. And I was in the Vietnam generation where they stopped the draft. And you didn't sign, there was nowhere to go, nowhere to put people. Um, a friend of mine was about a year older than me. He was drafted, and he spent all his time in Germany where he learned to smoke pot. He's, you know, he said there was so much, you know, it was just it was the 70s, it was a different time. And he didn't blame the Army for that. It not the Army's fault because on his free time, that's what he did. He just smoked pot. <laughs> so he, he developed. I hope he got over that. I've lost track of him uh, through the years. We were construction together for a while. But I love this country. And I hate seeing some of the things happening. And I pray that, I pray the news media is wrong about what it is saying. Now, I want you to listen to me carefully. I hope the news media is wrong about what they're saying. And if the election turns out where a man that they've been throwing stones at for four years does win, I pray that chaos doesn't, doesn't, you know, show up, manifest itself. But if it does, I pray for safety, I pray for comfort. I pray for protection for our our law enforcement officers and for people who are trying to protect their businesses and homes. And I pray that God will bless America. And I'm praying that God will bless you. Listen, I'm a little long. I usually try to make it about 18 minutes. I'm right at 26. So let me go. Let me give you a way to contact us. dspreacherman at gmail.com, all lowercase. dspreacherman at gmail.com, all lowercase. DK Ministries. You can get us on the Facebook, as my friend says, and you can listen to our video, you can listen to our podcast, share them, tell people where to get them, and we put, we, uh, put them together on Anchor, appreciate them, and they told me this morning, reminded me, really, I think I already knew this, that Apple uh, shares our podcast, Spotify shares our podcast, there are a number of other places that do, I haven't heard from people who listen on those venues, when I get word uh, from from people, hey, I listen on such such, I'll let you know, just so you don't check it out. Well, Spotify, and I do know a, a dear friend of mine, truck driver, by the way, who I think is doing some disaster relief work himself with his truck and driving things. So, Jeremy, if you're out there praying for you, brother, stay safe, uh, uh, you know, just do what God has called you to do, man. Uh miss hearing from you, but let you know we're thinking about you, dear family. God bless you guys, and listen, remember, one nation under God. Let's come together, and let's act like the people of God. God bless you, we love you, hope to see you soon.